Hello and welcome back to the Future Work Life podcast. Today's episode is another in my top 20 lessons series. I've only got one guest on today because he talks so interestingly about the topic. I thought we didn't need to. So what's the lesson today? Well, it's something you're probably already aware of, but I think there's quite a few people who resist the idea. And it's that the future of work is global. The internet has connected people all around the world. Through COVID, we all became used to communicating with people, not just based in the same town, but based in other parts of the country or indeed based internationally. And that opens up loads of possibilities in the labour market as well. So suddenly it's far easier to employ somebody based in a different part of the world. So here's writer and economist Joel Poleg explaining what the future of work looks like from his point of view. I think that the labor market is about to go through very dramatic shifts over the next 20 years. Uh, If you ask an economist, they would tell you, oh, it all happened before. You know, we had industrialization, we had people replaced in all sorts of professions by machines or by globalization or whatever. And they always found something better to do with their time and it all worked out well in the end and everyone is still employed. Uh, Of course, an economist only looks at economic data. They wouldn't mention or consider the fact that also over the same period, we had two world wars, we had communist revolutions in the two largest countries on earth. We had all sorts of other unpleasant things happen. Uh, As far as economic analysis is concerned, all that matters is that 100 years ago, everyone had a job and now most people still have a job. So it means all all is good. Uh, For us, normal people actually have to live through this period. (laughs) We have have to kind of consider a a few other things. Uh, So I think one thing that is missing from most of the debate about remote or decentralized work is that once uh, work becomes distributed, I think income becomes redistributed. So it's not just about the same people doing the same work, but doing it somewhere else. But it's about first, maybe different people altogether doing the work. So, you know, suddenly the same effect that globalization had on manufacturing jobs can still can finally arrive uh, to the kind of more sophisticated knowledge jobs, uh, to the more creative ones. Uh, but more importantly, we are going to see more people unleashed in terms of their full capacity uh, and being able to do more and being able to bring their expertise to the relevant situations uh, and get paid for that, which means that there's going to be a lot of people that used to kind of just do uh, not very effective work at an office, but kind of got away with it. Uh, and I think they're going to fall behind. And, and to explain what I mean, a few weeks ago, months ago, we had that kind of potential European Super League uh, reemerge. It ended up not happening, but even the fact that that it was a possibility and that it was used as a bargaining chip shows you that something changed in the world, which means that if there are now, I don't know, 5,000 cities on earth and each of them has a, a football team, Suddenly, most of the people in that city don't really care so much about their local football team. They care much more about watching Liverpool or Arsenal or uh, MU, etc. And that means that those cities as well, that those clubs as well are kind of less loyal to their own local fans because they say, "Okay, you guys are really nice and you're important to us. But there's, you know, five million other people that we can serve. And that's probably ultimately we have to focus on them. And I think that's ultimately what is going to happen, whether it takes another year or five or 10, kind of the balance of power shifting away from the location. Uh, And you can bring that same example to the individual level where if in the past, if I was an average, let's say software engineer uh, in my city, I would get a job just because, you know, there's not just not many of me and the company that is hiring a bunch of people would have to at least consider me. And probably one of them would select me. Uh, 
but now if I can compete on a global scale, if I'm really, really good, I can work for my highest and best use, basically, which might be somewhere else or for another company that values my specific expertise. And that specific expertise means very multiple dimensions of who I am. So it's not just how I code, but maybe that I have experience in music or that I have a passion for something or, yeah. you know, very, very specialized kind of like selection process that makes me relevant for that specific job and for no other. Uh, but at the same time, it means that I'm competing in a much bigger pool against, you know, a much higher number of people. And those of us who are really good can get paid whatever they want because they're competing in a huge market, just like Liverpool can now get paid much more than the size of ticket sales in Liverpool. Uh, but it also means that those 10 other clubs that were angry at those couple of clubs that were joining the Super League are left behind because they're saying, hey, you know, no, 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 let's keep the constraints here. I just want to compete in that, this little pool. You know, this is what works for me. Don't pull me into that. You know, I can't compete against Barcelona and Real Madrid and AC Milan. Uh, but now you're forced, you know, either you can belong to this league uh, or you can't. So two things happen here. One, in terms of the distribution of income, uh, it's moving from kind of a more normal distribution where kind of everyone gets paid. Some get paid more than others. Again, if you look at the Premier League, the Premiership, uh, you know, the most successful club and the average club Obviously, there are differences in the revenue that they generate, but they were still in the same ballpark. And even if that ballpark meant, you know, that one makes five times more than the others or 10 times, which is still a lot. But when you move it to a global scale, suddenly those really successful ones, they can make a thousand times or a million times more than the average club. Or maybe the average club can just not survive at all in this type mm -hmm. of environment. Yeah. And if you bring the analogy to the individual, same thing. So the people who can do well can suddenly do much better than ever and kind of 10 times or a hundred times than ever. And the people are kind of in the middle are suddenly competing with someone in, in India or in Croatia or with a robot or yeah. uh, with a group of people that can kind of together replace whatever it is that they were doing before. Thanks to draw. Listen back to that episode. If you want to hear some really interesting ideas about what may happen in the future work is a really good one. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you again next week. <laughs>